blessed us so that we can be obedient to be a blessing to others, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we get to give to be a part of what you're doing, that you allow us to keep only to keep the 90. You know, you're only asking for just a little bit, Father God. We ask you, Lord God, that people be cheerful givers, Lord God, that you Open up your windows of heaven and pour your blessing upon them, Lord God. And if you're here for the first time, take the, 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 tithe, the, the service as a gift to us. Take your storehouse to your own church, your home body church. But, Father, we thank you that we get to be a part in this little part of the world, what you're doing globally for your kingdom, Father. May you bless the tithes and offerings and the leadership, Lord God, that they may be good stewards of what you provide, Father God. We just give you all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Walt. We'll keep fixing this and the breeze keeps blowing it. Good morning, my family. Love you. Love you. Well, at least I used to say that to some people and they used to come back with love you more. How do you respond to that? How do you respond to that? Yeah? Man, you know, at least it's kind of getting cooler. How many of you were thankful for the rain yesterday? Yes, yes, yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like, cool. You know, we was on Oahu last week, and it was just brutally hot. We didn't even go to the zoo because it was too hot. Yeah, and uh, it was beautiful weather. We did a lot of indoor things. But, you know, hopefully now, being that it's, Oh, you know, coming October, um, it's, it's cooling off. And, you know, even in Hawaii, October, November, December, January, it may be cool, but you still can go to the beach. Yeah, you can imagine some places like, like Iowa. They're probably freezing already. You know, I, I like this, this time of year, and... You know, a lot of pictures come up of, of the, the eastern coast with all the, the fall colors. And I think that is so beautiful. And hopefully one day I get to see that. I would really like to see that with my own eyes. And just stand in awe of, of God's greatness. And then that's one of my things I want to do. You know, October, you know, it begins the fourth quarter. The last quarter of the year. And for, for me, when it, when it comes about this time, I kind of reflect and I look, I look back at my year and I look, okay, what, did, what was the things that I set out to do at the beginning of the year? And did I do it? <laughs> yeah, James laughed because, you know, he knows I didn't. I wanted to do some things in my house, you know, change some windows and replace some termite eaten wood. But I never, I never got around to it. It's not that I was procrastinating or that I was lazy. Um, I just, you know, I just found more interest in doing other people's house projects, for, you know, for some reason. And I'm still working on it, but, you know, this time of year uh, reminds me of Halloween. And... Halloween reminds me of candy, right? And then candy reminds you of going to the dentist, right? After you eat all that candy. And I think of October as the beginning of the harvest, and I don't know why, because I am not a farmer. 
Randy, you can add, is that the harvest, October is the harvest season? Yes. Yes, so that's what it is. We have a farmer here. So, you know, it's the beginning, maybe for me, I think it's the beginning of a spiritual harvest because we're coming into Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas where we get to invite people to come and join us. So today we're going to start, you know, a series of, about Halloween and about redeeming it and how we can use this time to, to bring God glory. And like I might have shared in the past, when I, when I was a kid growing up, man, Halloween was just all about the candy. I mean, seriously, if I had a, if I had a Fitbit on Halloween Eve and Halloween night, I probably would have walked more miles on Halloween night than I would walk at Disneyland following my wife. <laughs> Seriously. And the first time I had this and I went to Disneyland with my wife, it was like 20,000 steps or something like that. I think I would have done more on Halloween because I would walk for miles and miles and come back with a huge bag of candy and then I would dump it out on the floor, in the living room floor, and I would take all the ones that I would like to eat, which was like 90% of it, and the other 10%, the stuff that I didn't like, i take it to school. Not because I was generous, because my mom made me. You better take and share it with those other people who couldn't go. <clears throat> but that's what it was like. As I, as, I, as I got older, you know, after a certain age, it's like, bah, trick or treating, that's for kids. You're not gonna go, right? You know, high school, you're all cool, and you're like, not into that. And then you, you, know, you, you turn 18, and then Halloween turns to be all about, oh, it's another drinking party, right? Drinking and dress up and do stupid stuff. How many of you did that? Yeah? Uh, Halloween, as an adult, was bobbing for beer. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, and not canned now. You have to be the bottles. But and then and th that's what the 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 changes in Halloween. And then when I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Halloween came about. How can I serve my community? How can I take this day that everybody dresses up as evil, creepy creatures? To, to let them know that God loves them and cares for them. And over, over the decades, I just am amazed at how God changed the way I thought about this one day. Went from what can I get out of it, what can I do on this day, to how can I serve and love my community to let them know that there is a God. And I, I thank God for him making that, making that transformation in my life. So for the past, you know, 20-something years, my, my thinking has, has changed. In, in, the, in the book of Romans um, 14, it says, One person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord, and he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God, and he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat, 
and give thanks to God. So the thing is, the last time I checked, God made every day, not just on Sunday, not just weekdays, and as we observe each day, we get to acknowledge that God made it. You know, when the sun rises and you see all those beautiful colors, we acknowledge that God allowed us, he made the day, he allowed us to see the sunrise. He made it for us to rejoice, to honor him, to worship him. So here it is, number one, God made every single day. And he's going to make every single day. In Psalms 128, 14, this is the day which the Lord had made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Some of us, you know, hey, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we'll gladly do this on December 25th. Right? Oh, yeah, God made this beautiful day. We celebrate the birth of Christ. But maybe we might not do that on October 31st. But the last time I checked, God made both days. Now, you know, being that God made every day, some, you know, some of the prophets that you read, they say, curse the day which I was born. Even Job said that because he was suffering. God made every single day. And every single day, we need to rejoice. We need to be thankful. We need to wake up and say, oh, thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes this morning, for giving me another day for the breath of life. In, in the book of Ephesians, Paul writes this, For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. Man, I like that. You know, in that one sentence, that one verse, you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. That, it, like, describes me in one sentence. Once in darkness, doing dark deeds. Man, I, when I read that, I was like, wow. Thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes to how I used to be. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. So over the years of reading the Bible, I kind of learned what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for the light for it is the light, for it is, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, 
making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You and I, we are the church family. You and I, we receive light from the Lord. We are called to be salt and light to this lost and dying world. Our actions, what we do at work, what we do when we drive, should reflect our relationship with God. We should be salt and light to this dying world. We should live above reproach morally so that we will reflect God's goodness to others. It is important, it says, to avoid worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Like how I did in my middle years when I was of drinking age and did stuff of evil and darkness, which is any pleasure or activity that results in sin. But we must go further. Paul instructs us to avoid, to, ex to expose these deeds. Sometimes in our silence, people might think that we, we're okay. As um, God's need, God needs people like us to take a stand for what is right. As Christians, we must lovingly lovingly speak out for what is true and white. And when he said, when he, Paul was referring to these days are evil, Paul was kind of telling us, that, wow, we, we got to get this sense of urgency because um, evil is all around us. And we, we need that sense of urgency because the days are difficult. We must keep our standards high, act wisely, and do good whenever and wherever we can. You know, and I can't think of a better day to do good than on October 31st, when everybody thinks it's a creepy day. If you look on TV now, they got like, 31 days of fright, and they show you all these, these haunted, spooky movies, which, boy, I, would, I used to love to just sit and watch, you know, all these spooky movies. And now I think about it like, oh, if I play these movies, will, will it open a door for the enemy to come in? It probably would, so I don't, I choose not to watch those spooky creepy movies. Yeah, and he was saying that we gotta, we gotta raise our standards. We get to do good. In Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. For the church, which is his body, that's us, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Jesus Christ fills us, equips us, the church, with gifts and blessings. Um, it should be us, because we are the complete expression of Jesus Christ, who, who fills everything. 
And when we read Ephesians, it's important to remember that this book was written primarily to the whole church and not just one person or one individual. Christ is the head, we are the body, his church. The image of his body shows the church unity. And each one of us has a job. Each one of us is a different part of the body of Christ. Because if we were all left hands, then we'd be jammed up. Because we would have no feet. We couldn't walk. Try walk on one hand. I don't think you can. If we were all a right leg and no hands and no left leg, then what? Right? If we were all the mouth, oh my gosh, that would be terrible. Yeah? We all talk <laughs> and no listen. So you think about it. We got different parts, different ministries, and we are the body. The body of Christ is to be the manifestation of Jesus in this world. We show Jesus to the world. And that's why now, on October 31st, we invite people here to serve them, to love them. To let them know, hey, this is where our church meets. Come check us out on a Sunday. You know, some, there, there are Christians out there who don't, don't want us to celebrate. Why are you doing Halloween? It's an evil day. There are a lot of Christians who don't know that Halloween was originally a holy occasion. Not the horrendous event it has become. So, what are... Some ways we can redeem Halloween. Number two, we need to walk as children of the light. Not just on the 31st, right? But every single day. Like Ephesians 5. Man, this is, this is just so, it reveals to me who I was. For you were formerly, you were, you were formerly darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. How do you walk as children of light? Well, you're going to walk in faith. You're going to walk not in fear. You're going to love. You're going to be bold to proclaim the gospel. As people who have light from the Lord, our actions should, should and need to reflect the faith that we have in God. When troubles come our way, we're just going to remain calm. We understand that God is in control. People may ask, how come your church celebrates Halloween? Well, it's not that we are really celebrating. We are providing a safe place for our community to come instead of going door to door, not knowing what evil may be behind the door that you knock on? Because there are some really twisted people out there who want to inflict harm and pain on others. And they, they, they get a kick out of it. And I think, how can you be so demented? The online is working. Okay, the online giving you. Thank you, Carly. You know she's playing with her phone during service, yeah? <laughs> Thank you. I'm, 
Uh, you helped me out and I threw you under the bus. Uh, sorry. I, I guess I learned so much from Pastor Aaron. Eh? <laughs> I won't get it later on. But So the online giving is working. Thank you so much for checking. I appreciate that. <clears throat> so as a church, we need to be that, that bright light shining so that people, people who don't normally come to church, when they come here on the 31st, we can shine the light so that they can find their way home to the Lord. Not to be an, how could I say, like opinionated, judgmental bunch of people to a dying world. Not just on the 31st, but every day. You and I, we get to demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit found in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So many times you hear people um, talking about dark things and dark deeds, and sometimes we jump in on the conversation. You know, like, oh, but how much you drank last night, or how much you did this, and you did that, and you stole, you know, who you beat up, what kind of drugs you took. And I don't think we need to engage in those conversations, but yet we shouldn't condemn them, but we should maybe share a way, a better way of living, shine the light, not to condemn them, but to get them thinking. There is a better way to approach life, and you know what? There is, because I've been in that side. I've been on the side that, that drinks too much and take too, take too much drugs and wasted time and I've been there and being on the other side is so much better because now when I go fishing I actually catch fish <laughs> right because I told you before we used to throw out our lines with no bait so nothing would bother us yeah honestly we throw out our line and not put bait so as nothing would interrupt our drinking. And that was terrible. Now I go fishing sober and I catch fish. And with the fish, I feed my family and my friends. Now when, we, when you hear these conversations, we shouldn't argue, but just shine the light. The next one, number three, we got to walk the walk. You know what I mean? There are people, that know that you, people that know that you go to church, they're watching you. And if you walk the walk, then when you invite them to come to something like this, they, they might be more willing to, oh, I gotta check it out because this guy, this person is unique. He's calm, doesn't get stressed out, doesn't cuss, doesn't drop F-bombs F all over the place, but he lives his life as a Christian. So we, we gotta live it before the people. Because if we, if we do drop F-bombs all over the place and we rude, we undercut, we cheat at work, when we invite them to come to something, when we wanna shine the light, they're gonna look at us, you kidding me? Really? I never knew you was a Christian. Not by the way you act. 
Like Ephesians 5, therefore be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Verse 16, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Paul was telling us, man, you guys got to get going. Like the Bible says, we, this is a crooked and perverse generation. There's so many people out there who are losing hope. And the rope. You and I have the answer. We got to get a sense of urgency and thinking like, man, I got to get this good news to these people. How do we get the good news that I have here to those out there? Well, one way is, you know, we got some invitations over there. Invite them. Invite them to, to come to this event. And if they have kids, if they have grandkids, then better yet, then you can tell them, hey, bring your grandkids. I mean, what, what grandparent wouldn't want to see their kid having a blast in a safe environment? Right? Romans says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. You know, we could, we could um, do Halloween over here, conforming to this world. I, I always wanted to build the scariest, spookiest, haunted house so I could scare the hell out of people. <laughs> but that's not, I don't do that anymore. You know, like last year, we did a trunk or treat, and um, Walt and Vivian, they decorated their car, their truck, everything with a Christmas theme. And I thought, oh, that is so cool. That is, that, that is what redeeming Halloween is. And then I thought, like, oh, man, that, well, that was a great idea. And I, I mean, somebody can steal that from him this year. But I mean, you know, because I, I kind of, in my, 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 oh, my BC days, I love scary things. And even in my current state, you know, when I go to Universal Studios, I cannot ride much of the rides because it's all digital and I get sick. And the only two things I can really do is the Jurassic Park ride and the Walking Dead. <laughs> and the Walking Dead, I, I like that because I, I know for one thing, the Bible says that God did not give me the spirit of fear or timidity. So I can walk in there and smile and not be frightened. And I don't know why I do that, but I just do it. I go in. But I don't conform, and we don't do that here. We try to redeem it by, by giving out chili and hot dogs and doing chunko tree. And we have a blast doing it. We let God's light shine by serving our community. When we see people come up and they get their hot dogs and chili and they ask you, how much is it? And you tell them it's free. It's a gift. And it's like, really? They say, yes, help yourself. And if you, it's not enough, it's not come back and we'll give you another one. 
we, we shine his light by serving the community. Sometimes they look at us like, can I give a donation? Tell me, if it makes you feel good, that's fine, but it's not necessary. You know, sharing God's love and shining his light always wins. As, as hard as it may seem, we cannot confirm to the world's way, especially on Halloween. You and I, we get to do it a little differently. We, when it comes to Halloween, we get to look at Halloween as an, as an opportunity to redeem this day, to share the love that was shown to us by God to others. We get to look at Halloween as an opportunity to reach the lost. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'd like to ask the worship team to come up, and we're going to continue talking about more of this next week. But just think about, um, you know, if you want to sign up for our trunk retreat, you can do that. Park your car out there. If you want to sign up to serve chili, that's great. We're going to be on that side. Um, we're going to have a lot of things. Um, another church is going to do games in the gym. So it's going to be a fun time for all, and um, we get to share the love of Christ with our, with our family and friends. Um, and um, I want to just remind you that um, after service, Tisha, you're going to be praying with people. Yeah, after service, Tisha's going to be up front. If you, if you need prayer, um, she's here for, for you. Um, one more thing, Lena, I needed that slide. I'm sorry. Um, I just want to remind you, um, the Lymans, where's the Lymans? Right here, Joe and Kella. They're going to do his, their son's memorial on November 11th. Um, Talon was part of our church. He was um, 20 years young. He, um, he lost his life a few weeks ago, and, you know, it just broke our hearts when, when we went into the hospital, and I seen him there lying in ICU with tubes in him, and um, I was praying over him. I tried to say, come on, brother, wake up, but it wasn't meant to be. They're doing his celebration of life on November 11 at Reeds Bay from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., so if you want to um, come and share in this celebration. Um, it'll be on Veterans Day. It's a Friday, so you cannot tell me I will be working. It's a holiday. All right? So that's coming up from Joel Keller. We're so sorry for, for the loss of, of, of him. Um, so would you all stand and join us as we sing? Thank you, Pastor Scott. Thanks, Nina. Okay, let's take it out singing unto our Lord this morning. <laughs>